Get ready to take your shot with Buckshot Brew. Brewed using Arabica beans from the Cordillera region, this strong and refreshing iced coffee drink gives you a full flavor with a much-needed kick to boost your day. Available in sweet black, chilled vanilla, salted caramel, and white mocha, each drink is handcrafted so you can be sure of quality and freshness. Take your shot now with Buckshot Brew. Okay, hi, good evening. I'm Miko from Flip Geeks Entertainment Team. Hi, I'm Drew, from, also from Flip Geeks, uh, entertainment team then. And we'll be discussing the recent episodes of Andor from episode 4 to 8. Yeah, since uh, no, uh, it's, been, it's been a while then since we had the last recording. So we'll talk about the episodes we missed. So starting from the Aldani arc and then... Yung more like you more like standalone episode afterwards, and then uh, as uh, last part is yung this week's episode. Okay, let's go. So, di ba sa episode four, ano, uh, Ruth and got Cassian to this, and then parang they had the next deal na. Little did he know na it's gonna be a heist, mm-hmm. sa Imperia. they're gonna steal money like 40 million credits. Uh, the job was. Almost more like uh, Andor was hired as a mercenary type of deal. They were gonna rob a garrison from the Imperials, and then whatever they take, it's for them now. But for Andor, he, he has just like I think a set salary or something from Luthen, and then yun, once done, he can go anywhere. Ang interesting din na structure na to, kasi normally these kinds of episodes parang mayroon siya execute since. They tend to overstay its welcome, especially in Sparrow. Again, uh, Tony Gilroy did the impossible and made it really gripping and compelling. So it helps then na ano eh, na in each arc, for example, a set of episodes, he, he gives time, let the audience, you know, get to know what are they doing, who are these people, mission nila, um, how long have been, they been doing this. Uh, that's what I've noticed then eh. So... Uh, since uh, they have 12 episodes for this season, what Tony Gilroy and other writers did was to like do three episode mini arcs. So hinati hati nila yung show, yung buong show. But of course, there's there's still an overarching plot no sa buong season that gets uh, continued naman in every episode. But yeah, I like what they did with the three episode uh, stories. No, so. May structure siya, like you said, yung first episode of the arc, it's more like a setup of the story. Like, ano mangyayari? Sa high scale, yung environment, what's yeah. all money. Oh, for these people, what what's are they their... gonna do? Mm-mm. Then, yung like middle episode, yung three episode arc is yung more like uh, developments ng character. Uh, sino ba itong pangato? Oh. Then, of course, Uh-oh. yung last episode is, yun na yung climax ng uh, arc set up and heist itself eh. yeah uh-uh. well going then dun sa Aldani arc is there's so much emphasis with you know kahit it's very unusual you see Star Wars movies diba pag usually pag Star Wars movies parang lagi may Berlin Sider lightsaber fights mm-hmm. dito kahit ano eh kahit it really takes its time parang mas mapapaano ka eh talagang napupul ka na oh my god what's there I wanna know more about this place eh that's how the narrative plays, especially in this environment, right? it feels different. Eh? Uh, and it feels na ang Rebel Alliance doesn't, I mean, not all ng rebellion is, you know, well-equipped. Eh? This is the part of, ano eh, talagang bare bones ng rebels then. Yeah, so, ang biggest, biggest difference dito is, uh, so yung first arc was Morlana 1. Uh, it's more like a mining town, parang scrap. Uh, dump uh, landfill town no tapos dito naman sa Aldani it's more of a like a forest with indigenous people na the imperials have taken over their planet and then uh, the rebels I think this is the first time we've actually seen what can be counted as a rebel alliance no of some sort mm-hmm. ito yung na-arrange ni Luthen and it's I think it's Cassian's first encounter with actual rebels who are you know, willing to fight against the empire you know, he met these mm. people that motivations then and then yeah, so, uh, let's uh, enumerate them i think vel and then skin uh, nemek and then uh, ta tar uh, i forgot his name yung the the black guy i think ta 
Tatar what something. <laughs> I forgot his name. Ah, sorry. yung ano, yung nagtatrabaho sa ano, sa Imperial Garrison, parang undercover. Yeah, and then there's another one eh, yung sa team nila mismo. I think the yung undercover na ano is uh, Lieutenant Gorn, I think or yeah, mm-hmm. it's Gorn. Yeah. Then there's there's another one na former stormtrooper daw. And then of course there's Sin, last one is Sinta. Yeah. Oh, I think that's the guy and then Yun, si Taramin. Si Taramin yung ano. Yun, yung, yeah, yun, Taramin. Yes, Taramin. Yeah. yeah. And then they play so well together then, you know, just their backstories that parang they're just everyman rebel. Pero uh, Tony Gilroy and his uh, writing team has to, you know, create an intricate backstories then that really complements and also at the same create conflict then. So it's not really squeaky clean that they get along, you know, they have their each other's differences. You know, see Skin, you know, he's really in this for the money. Spoiler alert. And then Sitara <laughs> pick up for his mistakes. And then Nemec is believes on a higher calling. Kaya nga, nga siya may manifesto, right? Yeah, Nem- actually Nemec is the most interesting one. Eh. Siya yung, like for me, siya yung pinaka-radical out of all of them. Like like you said, uh, meron siyang manifesto. And the way he just talked about how oppression like yung oppression ng empire and how we how people should rebel yeah. i think it affected cassian din eh, in a way with these characters they parang na build din yung what we know cassian is in rogue one and the first time natin napanood uh back then in six years ago and yung pagka-build niya eh you know how to or getting from point a to point b it's you know it's is its own story to you know, understand, you know, Cassian Andor, Cassian Andor, you know, mm-hmm. mga yeah. niya. This is the start of how, you know, how we see the transformation of Andor from like a regular old scrap scavenger to to the rebel spy now we see in Rogue One. And, you know, I, I think what's great here dito sa uh, Aldani arc is since we're so used to seeing Tie fighters and such, ma imperials like oh. the, the way they built tension here. Eh? Like we see a random tie fighter flying over them. Slat sila takot na takot. Actually, pati oh, ako. Hey. Like ako rin for them. Eh. So it's a new perspective of the empire that we we've, we've never seen before. Mm. And a perspective that you know you as a regular person, parang um, how would you feel if you've seen a tie fighter? Talagang I'm gonna get a heart attack kung nakita. Tie fighter looming over me. Yeah, because no, no Jedi dito, walang, uh, anyone with uh, powers. They're just ordinary people, actually. So, oh, like ordinary people who just got into this cause. Na walang masadong supplies and underfunded, saka limited logistics lang. Diba usually when we see past Star Wars uh, shows and films, but it's animation, diba para may pang electronic scheme ng map. Dito parang ginawa nilang make sure. Yeah, uh, uh, you're right. So, parang you can really tell kung gano'n sila kakapos. Yeah, wala silang technology. It's more really, really bare bones lahat. And they just made uh, small models. I think it's Nemec who made them. Like, uh, revealed mm-hmm. siya in the last episode. Uh, and it also shows join the rebellion, you know. Hindi siya masaya. Especially conditions tapos uh, what I'd also like to point out is nalalaman when ano when there's skirmishes sa mga past movies parang yeah. they just go there and shoot their way dito parang pina-practice pa how you walk and then si Tarim can all out is Cassian Ben or one of them yeah lahat pati yung i think pati yung the way they hold the, the hold their blasters like one of them was left-handed they should uh, stand here one of them is right-handed they should stand on the other side it's the small things you notice eh, na, like it's it's a matter of life and death kasi if, if they mm-hmm. get busted wala na they're, they're dead <laughs> pati rin in glorious bastards diba yung nagkamali lang ng pag ano pag uh, show ni ano ni Carson Michael Fassbender ng TV and then nabistado uh, siya ng mga Nazis na ano na he's a spy you know those little things diba yeah yeah i agree like uh like yung sabi mo like the way he he held up a free sign like it's not the way mm-hmm. real germans would do it parang mm-hmm. and imagine if one of them just now they'll get locked up right away or shoot them on sight yeah yeah <laughs> and empire side i think uh, they really showed 
uh, how oppressive the empire really is. Like they're they're trying to erase all these cultures of the in- indigenous peoples. Like they took over this planet, and sa- like one of them said, na lalo ng kumokonti yung mga indigenous people, the natives of this planet. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, the set the whole. Uh, set up for this uh, story is they have like a, I think a annual tradition or something where uh, the Aldani, yeah, the locals eh? uh, the locals would go to this uh, monument like as a pilgrimage ganon, tapos, and there would be meteor showers and the Aldanis would uh, parang celebrate uh, oh. while these meteor showers are ongoing. Ganon. And it's a new way. It's, you know, this phenomenon that we rarely see then among Star Wars movies. Kahit din sa mga Jedi-centric episodes ng Clone Wars recently and the sequel trilogy. And it's surprising that, that, that a show that has no Jedi in it managed to really plug it in. Mm-mm, mm-mm, yeah. Because <laughs> those types of phenomenon you'd expect in, you know, the the mystical effects of uh, Star Wars storytelling. And also, naging, it didn't only establish the world building, but it's covered in It's a play on two aspects. Eh. You know, the Aldani culture and, you know, destruction, heist. Parang yun naging timer din nila. Yeah, uh, they they took advantage of the event to sneak in the garrison. Brutal ng part na yun, you know, pagkakastart ka lang nun. You know, hindi swabe, and they're all panicky, and si Skin and si Vel, parang they're waiting for the signal. Yeah, you you really feel na, ano eh, they were having second thoughts eh, about what they're gonna do. But since nandun na sila, like, there, there's no backing down anymore. To think they were... They were actually really successful up until that time na nasa yung storage na sila ng credits. Everything went really smoothly eh, to to be honest. Except for that one guy, one, yung superior ata I think na, na nanlaban or something. But all in all, I think yung the, from the, the way they sneaked in up until, you know, they went into the to get the credits ano eh all went okay naman for their plan Mm-mm. it's just that parang there's meant to to be na ano they're gonna slip at some point then they pagkuha ng credits and then they got the imperial guys shoot out it's really suspenseful the the whole episode talagang i was on the edge of my seat anything could go wrong at any time <laughs> kind of remind me of movies lalo na yung so mga second acts diba parang it has that intensity then uh, anything could go wrong tapos yung parang They're gonna go for plan B and... At saka may isang disturbing part din doon na yung head nung sa garrison, you know, who's so arrogant then and saka ang smug niya. Parang bumalik sa kanya yung pinaggawa niya, yung pag, yung pag ano niya, pagtapak niya sa mga Aldani and their culture. Parang when he was ordered to help them to grab those ano, cash off payroll kasi given his age and you know he's not really physically able you know grab those yeah, he's, credits an, he's an old as he, guy as he, used, as he used to parang ngayon naramdaman mo na how you're ano, how you're treating the Danis then you're oppressing parang it's like karma it's also it's cathartic then in a way pero yeah, there's yeah, a catch right. that really scared me you know parang it just came out of blue you know bigla siya nagka-heart attack and nagka-fain alright and also I like that they are not like one one-dimensional characters because on on the day of the heist itself we see yung superior nila it's uh, nandun yung family niya his wife and his kid you know and you will really think na what will these rebels actually kidnap the kid or kill the kid and uh-huh. you know actually they almost did <laughs> you know oh yeah It's terrible, diba? You know, the things they do just to get that job done. Yeah, this, it's, uh, writing is really good. These characters are complex. It's fantastic, no? then. Yeah, it's... And it's just sharp. It's just... It shows na, ano eh, these... They're just uh, two sides of the same coin, you know? They're, they will do mm-hmm. bad things for their cause, like kidnap a child or actually shoot the kid, you know, taken hostage, mga ganun. <laughs> yes, from that moment, akala ko nga papatayin talaga yung bata, eh. Which... My God, I'm so impressed that they was able to allow Tony and 
self-esteem, you know, to do all these sorts of things. You know, yung, yung imperious undertones na empire, you know, we usually see them sa movies parang teensy bit lang. Pero dito parang we see them in detail that really, it makes you feel na ano, it, the way they're portrayed, at saka yung mga they're like, they're grabbing you by the neck. As yeah, uh-uh. Nathan said. Yung sa movies din kasi, ano eh, parang mas black and white yung movies eh. You have a hero, you know, Jedi, Luke Skywalker, you have the uh-huh. villain, uh, Darth Vader, Vader. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. they're just like straight, straight up evil. But here, mas may nuance yung mga Imperials. Like, like one of the guy, I think nung naka-hostage yung kid, yung visiting officer was like, uh, just let the kid go. We'll do what you want. Like you, you never expect something like that from the empire. Na akala mo talaga they're, they're bad people, but you know, it's Aww. it's little things like that. Eh. Yung may sarili sa buhay that barely see it from the movies and also pati din TV shows. Then, I mean, no offense then sa Game of Gideons and the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. As much as I adore and respect Giancarlo Esposito. And also in visuals, Rene, yung chase sequence, you know, and the way they played with the eye phenomenon, Aldani, it's just complete bonkers. Grand, oh, yeah, eh? it's beautiful. You know, when yung when that meteor shower happened, it's really, really, really beautiful. Ang ganda tignan. Lalo na when, when they were TIE fighters chasing them. Ang ganda. Oh, and then yung dinedirect sila ni Nemec. If I remember correctly, to which direction to point out as ginamit na Leon, you know, to showing at their advantage to really to take out those TIE fighters. And grab ya, nata- first time ako natakot sa TIE fighter, yung pagkaka frame niya, parang it's like this, ano eh, it's like this uh, elite, it's like this Grim Reaper na ano. Na talag- oh, yeah. they were all wearing out- black. <laughs> oh, yung pagkaka frame niya, yung high angle, and na talagang. Talagang, ano eh, parang pinakita doon what they're capable of, why they're dangerous, and why people fear them. Diba? Yeah, it's easy to forget that these are elite pilots. Eh. Tapos, eh, lalo na ngayon sila, yung ship nila was only a freighter ship. It's not it's not mm-hmm. a X-wing or a combat, combat-ready ship. They're just really... Walang ano, oh, wala. They're just... They're, they're just for storage. God, and that, ano eh, it's yung above, above it all, talagang yung pagkamatay din ni, ano eh, ni Nemec was also like, talagang a shock in a way. It's, it's, you know, uh, shock din ako na namatay siya actually. And it's, it's, kind, it's kind of sad. I like him. <laughs> I like him a lot and his manifesto and his idea. It also give you a glimpse, you know, na ito pala yung Rebel Alliance na idealistic who would hold up to their ideals, you know, fighting for freedom, you know, they're freedom fighters. You, know, you get that side, bukod sa gritty aspect of Saw and Duthan. And it also shows na may consequences then if you act recklessly, you know, if, you know, if you slip, talagang, anyway, um, you can't just get away with their scot-free. Parang pag nag-ano ka, if you really messed up a bit, talagang it will really go back to you. And with, you know, Nemec, parang may ano rin eh, weight din sa ginawa nila. You know, there's also this responsibility, you know, this parang bibit-bitin mo din to, you know, yung casualty ng kasama yeah, mo. Uh, casualties talaga are all part of the war. It's war. There will war. be deaths at some point. Uh-oh. And then yung binalikan din ni Cassian sa skin and just shot him, you know. Hey, kunin na natin pera and just let's get out of here. You know, parang kita mo palang doon impact ng skin eh. Parang skin didn't die. I, I, Nemec didn't die. You know, just so you can, you know, grab your own money. Yeah, doon, uh, doon mo rin may kita na I think Cassian was, you know, starting to realize, was starting to really believe in the cause eh. Like, unlike mm-hmm. skin na uh, he made up this fake story about his brother just to, you know, throw it all out in the end and just steal the money and leave everything. And Andor didn't want any of that. So, uh, kahit na uh, mercenary for hire lang yung role niya dun, like, uh, for, uh, in a way, na-attached din siya sa mga kasama niya dun eh. Especially si... Yeah, especially with Nemec. So, mm-hmm. uh, he shot Skin and and warned, warned well. Like, you know, he could, he could just... Mm-hmm ran away, left, but he warned well, and he he just took his share. Hindi niya kinuwala ng pera, you know. Mm-mm. So there you get, you know, the full picture. Yung parang, um, you know, Aldani and 
gives you a what a ano a you know grassroots rebel look like you know rebel alliance in the making na it didn't really start out smoothly and going to Mon Mothma then it's not really going well with her then lalo na yung bank transfer niya sa charity events diba parang cover for Luthen so in episode 4 is the first time we see Mon Mothma you know and mm-hmm. uh, she's part of the well she's known as the mother of the rebel alliance in the movies but here we see her just you know a senator trapped in the bureaucracy of the empire she has a connection with luthen who is mm-hmm. secretly on who's i know you know has a who is Auctioneer. a heart dealer and the thing with you know with with mon mothma and her you know her career it gives you then yung what the senate ano eh on, under the emperor na it's all crickets you know hindi na siya like back in the prequels the parang they can bicker they can pass resolution parang dito parang It's more controlled and kakaunti na lang and wala nang nakikinig sa kanya. Yeah, actually, she's she's fighting an uphill battle talaga. Like, uh-huh. you know, in the age of the empire, it's it's really surprising na meron pang mga senators like her who's fighting for human rights and all that stuff. <laughs> Tapos yung mga peers niya are slowly, ano, are distancing themselves and explain na this is for peace and security. You know, it also shows then na kung gaano ka ano eh, kung gaano kasama ng empire, na kung gaano sila kabirdugo. You know, they have they have spies on her all the time. They're watching oh. they're watching her. Pinapalitan nila mm-hmm. yung driver niya. Yeah, di ba? Parang dun pa lang eh. Parang be safe anymore. Pati rin, di ba, yung sa Coruscant then transportation then yung traveling then is also closely monitored ng mga stormtroopers. And what's interesting with stormtroopers is parang hindi lang sila cartoon characters na for them to be parang opponents, di ba? Parang, parang they're the elite force na of the Empire. They're the face of the Empire. You know, parang they're the face na of, you know, this is why you should fear the Empire. You know, you've got these yeah, stormtroopers. They're, they're, more, they're more like soldiers eh, under martial law. Ganun talaga siya. Oh, like, parang, you can't do anything. Oh. You know, just obey and nothing bad will happen. Siguro nga, it's also a good thing that they're barely... Oh, they're barely used, uh, like you said. Time, diba? Kasi, I mean, it adds that fear, eh. It adds that, parang alam mo sa Jaws, you know, you don't really... Sh- huwag mo pakitang shark kasi um, it adds the tension, eh. It adds that, ano, that, you know, that presence then. Kasi we've, we've seen stormtroopers just get slaughtered by Jedi all the time. So it's really, oh, oh. it's really, you know, refreshing to be to be scared of a stormtrooper. Like, oh my God, there's a stormtrooper walking around. There's a a battalion of troopers walking around. Uh, Ferrix, you know, like we saw in the aftermath, ng, in the aftermath episode, then like mm-hmm. when after the heist, you know, the Empire really uh, cracked down on Ferrix, naging imperial. Uh, site na siya, unlike before. Oh, diba? And yun nga, yung go- going there is, it's, ano eh, it's also uh, compelling to see that, you know, they just don't go there. Kasi they, they just don't go there, you know, to contain the contain the conflict. Talaga pinag-aaral na, ina-assess na, they verify the information. That's what they do. Because what Dedra says is, Now, if you're gonna, ano, if you're gonna uh, answer with, ano, with an armed conflict, they magpadala ka ng police, magpadala ka ng stormtroopers. That's not what we do in the ISB. What we do, we assess the symptoms and we treat it. Yeah, they they verify data. Actually, yung ISB, there, yung ISB scenes, they're one of my favorites. <laughs> you know, who who knew like who knew bureaucracy would be very gripping for me. No, it's oh. it's a testament to the writing of the show. Like these mm-hmm. ISP scenes, like nagmi meeting lang naman sila, but it's very very tense. <laughs> oh, oh, and you know, and they don't really get all what they want. You know, you've got your ano, your cliche coworkers who would really make your life better, Ramiro. And it's a good thing that they don't really use the gender aspect. Typical workplace rivalry. You know, Dedra is more, you know, willing to think out of the box, and then her colleague is, you know, kung anong kung anong ibibigay sa atin yun na, kasi yung coworker ni Dedra Miro is, you know, dread Dedra really breaking the rules. Eh. He respects the rules so bad. I forgot his name. Pero... It's I think it's Blevin. 
Bleven, yeah. Oh, Bleven. And, and then he sees that, eh, parang more concerned sa image, whereas Dead Ramiro is more concerned with doing the job. Uh, even if they're the empire, they're all fascists, fascists, and they're all, you know, oh. authoritarian. Nandun pa rin talaga yung office politics, eh. Hindi siya nakawala. There will always be disagreement, and, and there, it's also... There's infighting among them. Mm-mm, di ba? Tapos nung ano na, nung nagkaroon nung shenanigans Aldani, they got all panicky, they, they got on the offensive, parang doon na ano, scramble na, no one's going home, pag-aaralan natin to, we're gonna, ano, look for the people behind this. Siguro weird to sabihin, but I'm happy for Deidre na na-confirm yung ano niya. Kasi since, since the start, she's been uh, like, Uh, telling everyone that uh, there's there's a brewing rebel alliance uh, forming mm-hmm. ever since the first episode i think sinasabi na niya na there's there's a pattern to these up to these you know uh heists and robbery so and the and the the aldani attack just confirmed na uh ano there's an alliance forming here mm-hmm. pero hindi pa hindi pa buo they're not formed yet And also, I like that, anyway, that it also give a look that how far Dagger would go. She uh, goes beyond her clearance, her limits, you know, checking on the archives. You know, there's been another uprising in Jakku, which, it's, which is also in, uh, fascinating. They made name drop in the sequel trilogy. And the current na, ano, imply na it's been going on for a while. Because they said in the If we're planning something, we're not gonna jump on the same fence. Something along the lines. I forgot the exact uh, words. Uh-uh. Diba? It's more an organized effort. You know, pinaplano na nila. They're really pina-ID na yung empire. And, you know, how are they gonna, ano, how are they gonna find their weird me, ano, in Dedra? Yeah. Uh-oh. And she's, she's really scary. <laughs> she's a scary she's character. So And also, she takes no nonsense then, especially interaction with Cyril Barn, diba? who recently got demoted and then got this lousy office desk, nine-to-five job, diba? and then he makes this false alarm, false alarm to get their, informa- uh, their information, her attention pala. Yeah, in some ways, they're both the same, eh? Cyril Karn and Deidre. Like, pareho silang mm-hmm. nag-investigate on their own. Mm-hmm. Like they really, they really love the empire and will do anything. Kahit na out of their jurisdiction, gagawin pa rin nila. Because they believe in their job, eh? they believe in what they do. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it also uh, reinforces the idea of you know it's not you know them for them acting for the sake of being the bad guy. You know they're motivated by their jobs, by their career, by their lives. Eh? Parang it's their lives what they're doing. Eh? Parang They believe in it. Parang they think of it as their ano eh, as their higher calling. Yeah. Whereas uh-uh. with, whereas with ano with Cyril is he's doing it because he failed on his job. You know, parang uh, nawala them, na siya na fulfillment eh. Both of them, it's ano, it's for their careers talaga. They they believe mm-hmm. in what they do. Uh-uh. And I think the writers can learn a thing or two from you know creating antagonists. Not just acting as obstacles, but uh, that there has to be a design. Um, for example, sa worldview nila, I think it also helped them push their motivations and, you know, help them drive to uh, take these actions. Mm-hmm. Dynamic din yun, Mr. Carnet Dead Ramiro. You know, you know they're gonna meet at some point, but what it's, what's it gonna be like, di ba? Parang, are they gonna get along? Are they gonna be Buddy, buddy, but God, it's so cold and, it, and like you said, terrifying. Oh, uh, she's, uh, she's very, she's different around Cyril Connor. Mas, mas authoritative she compared sa pag nandun siya sa ISB meetings. Mas subdued siya. So you, you really see this hierarchy of uh, power sa loob ng empire. Ship outside, di ba? And mm-hmm. That we really see Cyril Karn as this Karen's restaurant that I want to see the manager, and then Bedra is this frustrated manager that who wants to get over with the Karen's complaints. Oh, she she doesn't care about Cyril. <laughs> oh, but I think there will be more uh, interactions between them. 
kasi na ano na eh, um, parang nagkaroon ng bad impression si Dedra and how is she gonna change her mind eh? That's, that's the burning question eh. Parang how it will play out in the show. Kasi yung first meeting pa nga, it's subverted expectations din, di ba? They got on the wrong foot. Yeah, oh. And when she asked what this, because they were looking for Luthen eh. So mm-hmm. it's not in the report. So they were. She was asking, uh, Cyril, what if he knew anything? Because he fumbled. Description, yeah. He fumbled the answer. <laughs> like yeah, the kahod though. So what kind of answer is that? <laughs> so you you really see the disappointment of Mokani, Didra. Oh, oh, eh, parang you came all this way just to tell me you saw a hooded guy and then. And then you're not even sure for anong color ng suot niya. It's black. Oh, it's violet. It's purple. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so he really blew it. <laughs> Which right. would also further that then sa dynamic nila na especially on serials and na mas mapupush pa siya to get uh, Miro in her good graces. Parang yun yung I think that's where he's going forward. Looking forward din daw na at sa mga more interactions nila. So, yung I think this week's episode sila first time nagmeet no. It's episode 8, mm-hmm. Narkina yeah. 5. Uh-huh. Yeah, Narkina 5. Speaking of Narkina 5, uh doon na tayo sa last part which is in the recent episode. Yeah, so uh, before we get to it, uh, gusto ko yung ano eh, like I want I I'm impressed na they They really showing different uh, planets in every story arc, you know, like Aldani. Tapos may synth pop pa. Oh, Aldani, diba? and then yung episode seven, oh. mas they're in space, Miami or Florida or oh, something. Las Vegas or something. Uh, I saw some uh, leaked set photos a year ago. Uh, why is Diego Luna and the short trooper on the beach? Saka bakit parang naka vacation mode siya and like. Oh, that's what's actually happening. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm really glad to see short troopers again. Because also as a rogue one, actually one of my favorite uh, trooper designs, in short trooper. Yeah, me too. Kind of cool then. Yeah, and speaking of the interaction, nila, you know, uh, it really, uh, it's really it really says something about the oppression of empire. You know, he was just walking walking along the shore, and then. Oh. They, they were these guys who were running from a trooper and he was just on the way. So, then yun, bigla siyang nadamay, got arrested, even though he kept saying na he's just a tourist. And then he got sentenced to six years in prison. In, uh, actually, which, hindi lang prison. Prison labor. Uh, prison labor, no, as we now see in uh, oh, episode 8. And, oh, in Arkina Five. No, it's a, another new planet, and I like, I really like how, you know, how intricately designed these different planets are. You know, very, very oh, alive, very, very alive. They're lived in. Oh, oh. So ang ganda ng sets talaga. And you can tell that this is this this is its own planet. It's not um, it's not Endor Two. It's not. Another Tatooine, or it's not another Coruscant, which is a Hosnian Prime, which, uh, beca- which became one of the glaring flaws then sequel trilogy and to an extent, uh, Mandalorian then. I mean, Laluna, especially yeah. if you get it like, like the volume that it could have been more invent uh, settled with, you know, this planet that looks like oh Tatooine. Yeah, actually, you're right. Now, now that you mention it, no, talagang it, they're like uh, yung mga planets sa movies. Magkakamuwa lang. Eh. Like, yung, like you said, the sequel trilogy, yung Jakku, which is Ray, <laughs> Ray's planet, di ba? In Jakku. It's oh, just, oh. It just looks like Tatooine. <laughs> Tatooine na may basurahan. Tatooine na junkyard. Oh, it's, it's, there's an... it's still just a desert planet. <laughs> Oh, and for sure, it's just. I'm sure Tatooine has has its own giant junk shop. Then, deva. Oh, so I really like what they're doing here in Andor. No, and it and, really proved that on occasion, filming is always king. Yeah, it's. I know it will always beat the green screen, uh, digital volume, ganon. 
It doesn't look fake. Eh. It's very real. Looks real. Oh, oh, and you know how they use this these environments and then in the meshes of VFX and yung um yung concept art and um I'm also looking forward then then sa what they'll do sa the aqua like because they'll be also doing on location film thankfully. Ayon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about yung ano yung prison design. Ang ganda kasi nung prison design eh. like. It's yeah. very, it's very slave labor, no? Like they, they took off. Sobra. They told them to take off their shoes, you know, for like, inisip mo para saan? Just yung pala yung floor. It's it has oh. you know, like it get gets very hot, you know. It's oh. it's another way of oppressing them, talaga. Oh, oh, eh. and then sa episode na yung prison na yun, it really shows this claustrophobic feel that it's you know it really shows na how. Empire really enjoy or talagang relish really taking their fist to your face. That feeling, you know, it goes back to what Luton says that yung choke quote uh, yung yung ba yung ano like uh, they're choking it slow. They're choking us slowly. That we're getting the empire's used to choking it. us. Wait, the empire is like... choking us so slowly. We're starting not to notice. It goes back there, you know. It goes back, you know. Um, kung gaano ka ano kapasista ng empire in different aspects talagang mararamdaman mo you know in prison you know how they subjugate and torture you know citizens of Ferrix lalo si Big Scully mm-hmm. and you know how far they go na they'll occupy it tas yung isang tas inabsorb pa nila yung di ba yung department ni ano ni Cyril Karn and there you, you guys now work for the empire also for a Star Wars show that You know, it's in disbelief. Then um, I've I've read this tweet. Na, uh, hey, I watched Andor. It's in disbelief that Disney allowed a that so fiercely anti-cop, anti-prison industrial complex, so skeptical of government to get actually made. Gilroy made a series depicting how close space is to reality. I can't believe he got away with it. Uh, quoting Brendan Ogul. Yeah, He's I agree. Is it's really ano eh? Is it's really a very realistic eh? how how they you know how they oppress the people how it's you see it in real life yung mga aspects na yung mm-hmm. the small things how they oppress you like I think how they subjugate you I think they took inspiration from the Nazis then I think. Yung that type of uh, slave, yung prison camp. I think the Nazis mm. employed that kind of uh, punishment then before. Concentration camps here. But then, ano, uh, the is also based on the US then. Especially Palpatine was inspired from Nixon, who was really grabbing as much as power as he can. Because rebels were, yung looks palang nila, di ba, were copied from the Viet Cong. And you know, remember mm-hmm. the Vietnam yeah. War? The value yeah. how they really pillage villages, and we and you know they eradicate culture like in Ginagawa Empire's Aldani. It's very reminiscent then. Eh. I think what Lucas, I, I think uh, Tony Gilroy has done is he's one of the few who managed to ano eh, to inhibit George's message and subtext compared to other filmmakers who rely on nostalgia and other. Characters dito. He's delving deep on you know Lucas's statement on Star Wars why he made it, de ba? Dun yatining na nai from that point of view. Parang what? How would I de- depict these things? Uh, Cassian Andres' point of view yes. on George George's shoes. Yeah, according to George, I think it was that interview with James Cameron. Yung nag-usap sila. I, I saw it on Twitter actually. Uh, na he ba- George based Star Wars on the Viet Cong, like yung oppression ng US, the Vietnam War actually, yun. the mm-hmm. US versus the locals, ganon mm-hmm. siya. Eh. Uh, so, oh. so for those saying na Star Wars is not political, it 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 is. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's been George's intention since day one. Yung mga Kurosawa references are just for aesthetic's sake. Yeah. I think that's what people 
took it the wrong way. They they look so much on what they see, pero but the subtext not so much. And if you take on the subtext, you know other facts really rattle you out for being too radical. But that's George's intent. Eh? George Lucas is radical. Star Wars is radical. Right? Uh, oh, speaking of radical, Saw Guerrero makes his appearance ah. in this episode. Narkino 5. We see Saw here. Mm-hmm. We see Luthen uh, meet Saw. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, su- it's surprising na, ano, ah, na they, they have diff- different philosophies pa rin, no? mm-hmm. Like, I thought Saw was an extremist, but may mas extreme pa pala sa kanya, si Luthen. Kasi oh. diba, like, sabi ni Luthen, he wants, he really wants to, the Empire to level up the oppression. Kasi, sabi nga niya, oppression breeds rebellion. So, oh. they, he really wants the Empire to move to further choke the galaxies, ganon. So, oh, he wants to, devices nila. Oh, he wants to accelerate the rebellion, eh. And he oh. doesn't care if lives are lost. And anyway, it, Luthen is also the epitome of tone, you know, we see in Rogue One. Parang he is that, anyway, he is that mascot of uh, morally gray, morally corrupt, of more, morally corrupt side of the rebellion, you know, who takes a lot of, uh, who really use any means to get things done. Yeah, so it's uh this this is where you see that you know the early days of the rebellion where they're not one big alliance yet. It's it's mm-hmm. a mishmash of different philosophies. You no, know, like more Mon Mothma is more pacifist. Mas dun siya sa ano eh, dun siya sa political side sa mm-hmm. uh, pol- uh dun sa senate nag nag start ng rebellion, raising money. You know, without mm-hmm. any bloodshed. Then on the other hand, you have Luthen and Saw, who are more guerrilla, guerrilla fighters, you know, they, they really want to, you know, to announce, to cause mm-hmm. havoc, anarchy, you know. So it's more of an anarchist day. Eh? He would just, he would take every chance to retaliate. And what's dangerous about Luthen is the way he thinks, the way he tackle different things, you know, how he'd encourage people his own bidding. Yeah, so he's more like an accelerationist than... Oh, anarchist nga si so mm-hmm. so it's really interesting how you know how we will see the rebel alliance actually get get along together yeah. parang ano eh, Luthen comes from you know this uh this old establishment you know you know this old guard you know figures back in world war 2 like yung sila churchill you know who would press harder kahit ang dire na ng situation mm. and mas ano siya mas extreme talaga siya cause he wants to kill Andor. Oh, <laughs> he, he thinks he's a loose end, so he wants. Uh, he sent Vel to uh, find Andor and you know end him. Well, actually, I confirmed if if he actually had uh, if he ordered that or or her, his assistant did it on her own accord. That's kind of ambiguous, then, eh? and that's uh, also yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, fascinating that. Then just the dynamic is they're not entirely on the same page with each other. Yeah, actually, mas uh, actually mas unforgiving yung assistant niya. <laughs> like oh, we see, yeah. we see here they she really cut off ties with Bix, you know. So oh, lani pa hesitant niya, de ba? And then kino call out kasi Luton, hey, don't do that. So we see, we see Big Bix uh call Luton. Tapos, kasi uh, Marva is, you know, is sick and is probably gonna die soon. But, mm-hmm. you know, she tried to call Luthen, but no answer. And then, so, and because she called them, uh, na-trace siya ng Empire. So, so yung ending ng episode is Deidre went to Marlana 1 and mm-hmm. tortured Pac. And then probably mm-hmm. gonna torture Bix too. So, we'll see in the next episode. Yeah, we'll definitely see a lot, Siguro, then on, you know, uh, see a lot of, you know, how they'll really pull through of, you know, of, you know, their own agendas. And I think this is where, you know, uh, maybe they'll get a clear picture of, you know, of taking their actions then, you know, that, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no more half-heartedness, there's no more paranoia, you know. Um, I 
it expects the next episode they're all hands on deck on whatever they'll be doing yeah uh the empire knows there's a rebel group na so yeah they're cracking down on them and um siguro this among next episodes and siguro we'll probably see what why is gluten acting that way you know mm yeah actually i think i i really want to see more on luthen like more oh, background more background on him it'll explore more kasi parang think of ano think of trope na the enemy of my enemy is my friend what mm-hmm. if ano talaga it's you know he's doing it kasi parang he had a b- bad blood with the empire pero hindi wala talaga tapos sa cause rebellion <laughs> diba it could go on to so many ways eh eto pa yung sa prison remember Melchi from Rogue One and some of the guys ah yeah oh like oh pala Melchi was there yeah right tapos yung other tapos yung suot nila parang white and orange so parang it really gives a clear hint na they'll probably be you know the OG yung squad yeah Melchi yeah i remember oh. him he's there in the cell with him so you know it's so no curious to lay ako like So if they escape, so I, so for sure, kasama niya si Melchi. So. Oh, definitely, and some of the guys, the mga saboteurs and assassins. Yeah. Kasi, so I think don't sila magperform ng bond, eh. and probably. Oh, Akyan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. Naalaming conversation legend, eh, parang saboteurs, assassins, parang. Oh, we all came here because, ano, we. We believe in the same cause, so parang makakarin din ang bond, brotherhood, and friendship. Yeah, uh, so, um, like from that line, then sabi na there, there, ano ba yun? Uh, he he did bad things for the rebellion. You know, yun nga. Marap, uh, and he had sleepless nights. Ganon. Oh. Did kill people talaga. So yun. And I have a feeling then. The parts that they've been doing that they've been doing is most likely something to do that related to Death Star, which would, siguro, add more weight to the sacrifice of Cassian in Rogue One. I may be wrong. Yeah, actually, I, okay, it's still up for speculation, but we'll probably see uh, later on. But yeah, I think for now it's safe to assume that Death Star part is like that. If not, mm-hmm. siguro, mga, uh, Tie Fighter. Parts mm. or whatever, <laughs> or hardware or parang siguro vehicle. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, uh, f- before I forget to mention, Andy Circus is also in this episode. Oh my yeah, god! Ah, uh, <laughs> she yung uh, camp, uh, prison camp supervisor nila si Andy Circus. Didn't uh, he? Yeah, didn't he play Snoke? Yeah, <laughs> pero. Siya si, ano? Kasi Snoke sa sequels. <laughs> Nako, baka, may, baka mamaya magkaroon na may idea yung mga redditors na ano na backstory ni Snoke. Yeah, I know. Right. Eh, di ba? It's not... <laughs> di ba? Simon Pegg had a lot of roles. At saka si John Favreau. Di ba? Oh, it's, it's funny lang na, oh, this guy is Snoke. <laughs> yeah, para to... Ako, akala ko na malikmata ako or something, but holy hell, that's Andy Serkis. Yeah, oh, it's Andy. Like, how did it go? I, I, I didn't know he's here because I don't remember the announcement of his casting. But yeah, it's a nice surprise. Okay, so I think uh, that covers it. No, yung oh. all the episodes we missed. So mm, that's everything. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, so really looking for forward talaga ako dito sa. Uh, prison story arc because ang ganda ng ano ang ganda talaga ng build up ng season eh from mm-hmm. you know uh, and dami na rin na pagdaanan ni Andor from the, uh, the first we see him in the pilot episode looking for like, his sister oh tapos looking for his sister it's naging right. ano siya heist tapos ngayon oh. sa prison naman siya so we really see yung development ng character niya how ano how ito paano mo perform niya yung motivations niya on you know joining the cause you know parang parang it'll be interesting to see how you know those things will play will come into play that will make him a full time ano full chrome kasi he became full full chrome at some point then diba or full time rebel spy diba yeah so it's interesting na we see yung squad niya slowly 
slowly ano build how he met his squad talaga oh so uh yun so i think uh i think we're good for this episode so yeah we're good I'm, yeah i'm really just looking forward for the next yeah, i can't i really can't say this enough andor is the best show uh, star wars show in a long time talaga uh ano ano siya talaga it feels different hindi siya it's very prestige tv eh. And also, yeah. it also shows that you know, Disney can really is also capable of producing those kinds of shows. Oh, with the right people, the right mm-hmm. creative, you know. Talagang, I'm, I'm really glad they got uh, Tony Gilroy for this one because yung credentials pa lang niya, he, he really knows what he's doing. <laughs> oh, he knows how to craft stories. And yeah. hopefully, um, outside of Star Wars then, Disney would Uh, produce high-profile projects. Maybe who knows? Maka Fire Emblem. You know, if mm-hmm. Disney takes the same approach with Andor, maka mapol of Milan. It could be their own Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon mm-hmm. or Octopath Traveler. Oh, just And, I have a fun fact lang before we before we end the podcast for uh, Witcher 3 fans. The game of Witcher 3. Uh, if you don't know, see the act actress ni Didra, she's the voice of Yennefer in the game. So, oh wow, that's amazing. Ah, uh, like I realized ko lang din siya this week when I was uh, watching because and daming scenes ni Didra this episode. Eh. So, parang like na ano ko familiar ko familiarize ko. Parang familiar tong voice ni Didra. Tapos when I looked it up, she's Yennefer from Witcher 3. So, <laughs> the game. So like. Talagang mind blown na oh, parang ganon. Dami din mga ano eh mga Brit actors then uh, they start uh, they start off with a lot of projects either drama or video games. Kasi yung mga video game voice actors din sa UK are not only video game voice actors they also take a lot of acting jobs. It's acting acting for them. So yun lang fun fact lang before we we end this uh, recording. <laughs> Definitely, I think I should check out the games then soon. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, that's it. I think. So, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, thank you, Miko, again. Thank you, Drew, for making it for today after a few weeks of, you know, of you know, oh, of no context. Then, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so to our listeners, uh, thank you. For tuning in to this episode, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. So, again, I'm I'm Drew, I'm Miko, and uh, see you at the finale, which mm. will be a few weeks uh, from now. Or yeah, I think uh, we have four episodes left. Because I until episode twelve, no, right? Yeah, right, right, right. So, yun, uh, thank you and uh, bye. Thank you. Bye. bye.